Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Welcome to another episode of the Empire Builders podcast. Today, I am joined by uh, the amazing um, and also now uh, repeat welcomed back speaker for Expert Empires, Neil Shoney. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, my friend? Yeah, wicked, wicked. Great to uh, have you on. I want to say again, did we have you on the podcast before? No, I wasn't on the podcast. The reason why you're thinking that is because I had you on my podcast. <laughs> ah, there you go. You see, we both do a lot of podcasting, so I lose track. Well, anyway, it's the first time you're on the podcast, albeit I'm sure it won't be the last. Um, I've got a load of things that I want to talk to you about um, because there's certain things, frankly, that you are way better at than I am um, and things that you know a lot more about than I do. So selfishly, I want to pick your brains. Um, but first of all, like I guess for people who are listening, maybe haven't heard of you, don't know you yet, they will, of course, um, more and more in time. Um, you, you actually are not, despite the accent, you are not UK-based. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, why did you up and leave the UK and go to America? Not that I'm offended in any way, of course, but I'm just genuinely curious what the what the thought process was and when that happened, what's the story? Well, I uh, spent a little bit of time on Tinder uh, and then I met an amazing woman who was from uh, from the US but was studying in Glasgow at the time. Uh, went on a few dates and uh, I suppose about two years or two and a half years later, proposed to her, we got married and uh, she wanted to live in the States and I think you know how that goes. So <laughs> we ended up... Uh, <laughs> moving across the water we had to do the whole green card process during the pandemic so i ended up in a in a hotel in london right beside the airport right beside heathrow uh for five weeks in one wow. box and i wasn't able to like leave i wasn't able to go and do anything it was uh it, it, it was definitely something but um so one of those ones go, going to the us it's it, the the whole reason was obviously just to to be with Adriana, but um, you know, there's there's business benefits, I guess, as well at the same time because I can, as a UK citizen, I still come back and be part of you know your event. I can run my own events in the UK and stuff like that for for members. Um, but I can still obviously earn in the in the US, so I can run events there without having to get additional documents and things. Well, yeah, and by the way, right now it like. I know because it's a pain for me. I mean, it's, uh, I, I won't go into detail, but let's just say the, the, the challenges we've traveled to and from the US are causing me a number of problems and frankly has lost me quite a lot of money. Um, not only, you know, in, in the last 18 months, but currently right now, big opportunity that we had um, in uh, next month in September in San Diego, we can't utilize that opportunity because can't get there not allowed in so um and by the way all great stories start with i was browsing on tinder <laughs> all great stories um in fact all great podcasts start with so introducing guests so tell us a bit about yourself well it all started scrolling tinder anyway um, <laughs> no no it's cool it's cool mate and and like i, I genuinely um i do see 
by the way, if my wife's listening, relax. I'm not proposing that we move abroad. But I do see the benefit in the, you know, let's face it. I mean, for me, my, my you know, UK is still my primary market, but my secondary market's US. And yeah. so, you know, I do see the benefit in having that flexibility to be able to travel easily between the two and do business in both. And um, albeit if it did mean that you had like a five week, by the way, I know Heathrow Hotel as well. Which hotel were you hold up in? It was, um, oh man, I can't remember exactly what it was called. Is I've that, actually kept that, the, the wee stuff. Bad. You've deleted it from your memory. I've got it. It's the Leonardo, the Leonardo something hotel. I don't even know it. I mean, that's that must be like the pits. Anyway, oh, it, it was. Leonardo. Anyway, let's dive in. Let's dive in. And by the way, this is a fascinating conversation for me. But let's dive in um, and talk about some stuff that I think will provide a lot of value to the listeners of the Empire Builders podcast. So, like, I, I see you as an expert on a few key things. Certainly, uh, expert above me on my understanding of these topics. Um, so, really, I want to I want to hit on these uh, in this episode in no particular order, um, Facebook, like I think you, that platform you've really mastered, splitting that into groups, which I am notoriously shit at, by the way. Um, like I've built groups, but it's not my, it's not my bag. It's not my area of genius. Um, so understanding a little bit more about groups to know that you use that tool really well. Um, ads because um again we use ads a lot on facebook a lot of changes recently it's been challenging so i would love to pick your brains about that and see what your thoughts are and then finally um those two things i think will be really valuable to our listeners and finally high ticket sales um and specifically how you do high ticket sales because um, there's lots of different ways i do a lot of high ticket sales and the way that i do it is different to you so i want to find out a little bit more about your high ticket sales process all good hey it's nick here we'll get back to the show in the moment i just wanted to tell you about a brand new free training i've put together for you all about how i went from zero to six figures to seven figures to multi seven figures in my business very very quickly so you can go and download that brand new free training at expertempires.com forward slash free training uh, and when you do that you'll also be given the opportunity to book a free no obligation strategy call with one of my team so they can help you individually plot your plan to growing your business from wherever it is right now, if it's zero to get to six figures fast, or if it's already at six figures to move it to seven figures or multi seven figures as quickly as possible. So go to expertempires.com forward slash free training. So let's get stuck in, man. Um, let's start off with Facebook groups in particular. Um, like I said, I'm notoriously shit at it. Uh, in other words, um, I, you know, we, we get a lot of people join our group because they buy tickets for expert empires and they get invited to join. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very hit and miss, very sporadic. I don't make use of the group that much. Maybe people that are listening here are in a similar boat where they go, yeah, I have a Facebook group. I have a community, but I know I'm not making best use of it. Or indeed I haven't got a community and I'm thinking about building one. What advice would you give? So with, with Facebook groups in general, so I've got a Facebook group myself um, and I run a lot of mini Facebook groups, if you will, with our with our challenge system as well. 
Uh, and then we've got a, a lot of people who are using Facebook groups as their primary source of getting leads for, for higher ticket sales. And the, the first thing I would point out with it is, is that there's a lot of people doing very well with completely opposite uh, strategies. So there's some people that say, you know, you should post every single day. Like it, it's all about engagement. It's about showing up every single day. There's other people doing exceptionally well, posting quite literally once or twice per week and letting the conversation happen with the members instead. Mm -hmm. um, however, what I found is the key things from using Facebook groups into high ticket sales is, is two things really, which is first of all, very high quality information delivered live with logical call to actions at the end. So it's not, we're here to pitch. It's here's this amazing thing. I think you're all going to be excited about it. We're hyping it up ahead of going live. We go live. Obviously, people can then watch back on replay as well because it's in the group. And then having a logical call to action that's very easy to take, such as send us a DM. Here's our WhatsApp number. Maybe even here's our calendar. But you know how that works. You know, even people would say, yeah, let's jump on a call tomorrow. If you send them the calendar, often uh, that's where the drop-off happens. Yeah. The second thing is actually before they've even entered the group. So that beautiful opportunity to ask a question when somebody requests access to a private group can be utilized in a really, really great way if you position the value of taking an additional step in that moment. So that additional step can be to jump on a call with you. That's probably the, the primary one that, that we use and we have people using at the moment, which is, you know, they've come into a group to specifically find out how to grow their expert business. Well, how about offering them a 30-minute complimentary 90-minute strategy builder um, for building their expert business? And from there, you can provide value to them. If they don't close, it's cool because, you know, you've now made that connection. It's very likely they'll come to the events. It's very likely they'll be a highly engaged member of the group. They'll probably buy in the future anyway, but a whole bunch of them will now have a 90-day plan ahead of them. It's likely that that plan will be a lot more of the what and not the how, and working with you is an opportunity to get the how as well. So just having a well-articulated question there can have a whole bunch of people that come into the group saying yes to a call that you get to then you know bring in, have that call with, potentially close directly into a sale before you have to warm them up even inside the group. But I will say one additional thing here with this one, which is the percentage of people who say yes is actually so much higher than you would think. Really? It's, it, it's like one in four typically will say yes to it. And I think, and this is just me actually making an assumption at this stage, I actually reckon there's a couple of things in play. First of all, being that They've joined the group. So in that moment, it's a bit like when we talk about LinkedIn, I guess. It's like, well, what mindset is that person in when they're on the platform? Well, in that very second, they're thinking, I want to grow my expert business. And now you're giving them an opportunity to grow it faster. So there's that. But then there's also, I think, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it just plays into it, is they probably think there's a chance that they won't get accepted into the group. <laughs> If they don't say yes, yeah. you know, obviously that's not actually the case, but I think that that might even play into it as to why we get so many yeses. So all in all, those two alone are two keys uh, for using Facebook groups to get those, uh, those high ticket sales.
Nice. And um, what and what are your thoughts? Because because it's interesting. Just as you've been speaking here, in my mind, I go. There's kind of two types of group. Almost there's two different ways you could use a Facebook group. There's having your your permanent community, um, which is what I've been building for many years. And like I said, I hold my hands up and say I'm not very good um, at showing up consistently. Um, and then you've got this kind of concept of almost like a pop up group where you just do. Um, people join a group for maybe you know a week or whatever and there's like a challenge and then a promotion on it and that's it it's served its purpose now in, interestingly as you've been speaking i'm like i can see myself doing that way better because i'm good in short bursts um but yeah i think for me you know doing uh you know three posts a week two lives a week a q a a week I, i'm just not going to do it so I've got so much of the stuff on. So, so for me personally, the pop-up kind of challenge model is not actually something we've ever really tested. It's something that really appeals, and I'd love to talk to you about it separately and see how you might be able to help me with it. Um, what what do you think are the the key differences between the person who should be building a permanent community versus the sort of person that probably should go more down a pop-up slash challenge route well with the the long-term groups it's so easy to lose the engagement and very difficult to get it back so it has to be that person who you know is just seeing it almost as at least one of their top three strategies right. for for getting leads i i think it's got to be priority uh, right. and it, if it's not i think that will shine through and you know, it, it's just one of those. That's that's why my my personal longer term group is a bit like what what you just said yourself, because you and I are very similar with that. Um, you know, we put so much effort into our paid groups, which obviously have support groups and networks and things like that as well. That you know, finding time to then go in and deliver every single week and not almost not be able to take a week off completely from what is essentially a free group. I love challenges because of that pop-up nature. You know, we we were literally going to run a challenge this week. And then I was just like, it's completely up to me. You know, I'm, I haven't seen my family in 16 months, you yeah, know. You, you can choose, you know, yeah. whether or not you do it. And no one will ever know if you didn't do it. because you didn't Exactly. So I, I literally just said, well, next week's Expert Empires. So we'll just schedule the next one for the week after. It's completely on your terms and you, you can choose whenever that's going to be. I think I think what you've said is so important. It makes perfect sense to me now as well. Like I know people, as I'm sure you do too, who their Facebook group is one of their top three. If you know the one one person I'm thinking of in particular, Dan Meredith, who I'm sure you know, um, you know, his group is like I'm I've been a part of his group and his paid group for years now because I love his style and I like watching what he's doing. So I've also got massive respect for how he uses that strategy. And, and like, I mean, full, full transparency and disclosure, I kind of tried to model it a bit a few years back and found that I just wasn't able to prioritize it and do it consistently because, you know, I've got two training businesses and I've got a team of 22 people and got all these things that are more important, quite frankly, to the more... They're more of a priority, quite frankly, I should say, for our for our business. So um, yeah, I think I think it's good to have that. You've got to ask yourself, how much of a priority am I going to make this? And if it's not only top three, I think it's great advice, then maybe go more down the pop-up slash challenge group uh, route. Have you um 
Have you noticed a, a change at all in reach or engagement in Facebook groups recently? I've heard a few people say that they've noticed drop off. Yeah, I've seen I've seen changes happen, and from what I've seen from asking people about this inside groups is it looks very much like the level of notifications that are coming through to group members is going down. So I think it was maybe a year and a half or two years ago, Facebook almost went all in on groups. And that was the big thing they were pushing. It was encouraging you to create groups. It was it was uh, showing you how you could create more groups if you already had them. Uh, and they were just really, really incentivizing everything. And the great thing was that so many people, if the admin of the group posted, were getting those notifications. And now it's almost on this like sliding scale of how engaged is that person in the group. And this is probably the thing that, that moves the needle as Facebook start to prioritize other things is it's probably just for easiness of, of, of mass or even understanding, I guess. Let's say their metric or their algorithm was like anybody who's engaged with anything in the group in the last 14 days, if the admin posts, give them a notification. Now it's maybe 10, Next week it'll maybe be seven, you know, so less people get the notifications. And it's even it's even tougher now to to tag people in posts. Yeah. So they've they've made it more difficult. And well, this you know. this um is just for me, it's another reason why the pop-up option is is I mean, look, I'm not gonna say better, but it, it's different. But in my mind, I'm thinking for me personally, probably a better option. But what you just said, you go, somebody joins a group fresh. And, you know, one of the things we do, we, we do pop-up groups for our Expert Empires events. So um, when somebody buys a ticket, it's like, hey, join this group. This is where you're going to get all the, the info, the notifications. We're going to give you updates, tell you who's speaking, etc. Um, and the first thing I say is like, hey, um, watch the video in that group um, and then introduce yourself in the thread. So somebody joins the group, watches the video, comments on that video, introduces themselves in the thread. Now, all of a sudden, Facebook knows they're active in that group. Now, obviously, I've got to keep them active in that group, but they're active immediately. Whereas, you know, if somebody's um, been in my group sometimes years, they probably haven't engaged. Um, and that's my fault for not keeping them engaged, but having engaged for a number of you know, months or even years, they're not going to get any notifications. It's effectively the group is dead to them. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's just another reason explaining the algorithm and the way it have um, why the pop-up option is appealing to me in particular more and more. And like I said, we're kind of already using it at our events, but we're not using it as a um, as a kind of uh, content delivery and uh, and community building tool. So um, yeah, good. What what about ads? Like, what have you what are you noticing with ads? What advice have you got on ads? We we've certainly um, noticed it's become more and more challenging. Um, cost per acquisition going up and up and up. Um, volume uh, uh, of traffic that we've been getting, reducing as well. Still working, still using ads, but it's certainly not not as powerful for us as it once was. So um, yeah, what what are your what are your observations right now? So since the iOS updates came in, I mean the 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 whole sort of spiel from from Facebook was, oh, if you if you just take our our steps and you put them into play and you create aggregated events and everything, then you know nothing's going to change for you because we're still going to be able to track the main thing you want to track, like a sale or an opt-in or whatever it is. 
and then it just turned out not to be the case. <laughs> so pe people are typically seeing that with aggregated events specifically, um, which just for easiness, nobody has to disengage at this point and feel it's, it's over their head. It's quite simply just a step that Facebook put in place for us to be able to say, we want to track this thing that Apple says you shouldn't be able to track, which is like a sale or an opt-in or something. And it's very difficult to run Facebook ads without knowing your cost per result, the main thing that you're looking for. Uh, however, yeah, it didn't turn out to be be so good. Most people are seeing somewhere in the region of, uh, um, it's about 50 to 70% of their results are typically coming up on their dashboard. If they're using something called conversion API, it's a little bit different, um, but it's still not uh, completely accurate at all, which makes it very difficult because then you're going, um, okay, well, where are the missing results coming from? So am I about to turn something off that potentially is actually performing a lot better than I think? Makes it a little bit more difficult. So if you're, if you're selling stuff, if you're sending people from a Facebook ad to buy something specifically, then the best thing that you can do is use Facebook's conversion API. It's about as accurate as you can get unless you're running a lot of advertising, then you can go and use software like Hyros or something like that that actually does allow you to track everything completely accurately. But you won't be looking at your Facebook ads dashboard anymore. You'll be looking at that. And it costs about six grand a year. So it's, you know, you need to be running a decent amount of ads. On the other side, let's say you're running something where you're looking for leads. So you're looking for opt-ins to your challenges, people to attend webinars, people to opt in to lead magnets, any of these things, well, there's a great way around it. You can use Facebook lead ads. And Facebook lead ads allow you to no longer send somebody to a, face, a Facebook page, a, a website, sorry. And instead, the form is on Facebook. So the forms there, we get to track 100% of our leads, but there's actually other benefits to it as well, which is, first of all, when we run traffic um, from Facebook to a landing page, we'll usually see about 20% of people who click on the ad, not even wait for the page to load. They'll already, they'll already back out of it at that point. And we can see it by the amount of link clicks versus the amount of landing page views. It's just a stat. It's completely accurate. They're just trying to shaft you and make you pay. Yeah. They, obviously, they obviously don't like it. I mean, look, by the way, I mean, that's not a dig at you. Like, I have loads of hate on my ads all the time. Um, so I'm sure there's people that are clicking on the ads just because they know it's going to charge me money and then um, and then close the window and go, uh, I've heard people, oh, add, well, I've seen people actually comment that before. I just clicked on your ad, so it's going to cost you more money. I'm like, well, I don't pay for the clicks. I pay for the amount of people who see it. So uh, uh, that, And also, I always go, and thanks for commenting, because it's just... Um, yeah, yeah, that, now, thanks a lot for the help. The algorithm, I'm now going to get more people who see my ad cheaper, so thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so when it, when yeah you use Facebook ads, first of all, any pen who backed out after clicking, that will no longer be a thing because there's no load time for these forms that pop up. Yeah. The, the advert looks like any other advert. The only difference is that when they click the learn more button, instead of taking them to your website, it just pops up a form instantly, no load time. And then the second benefit is Facebook already know the details. So Facebook actually have the name, email address, phone number, anything you're asking for already filled in. So it makes it so easy. 
for got, people to submit the form. I've got a question on that, and this is a selfish question because I want to know the answer, but it might be useful uh, if anyone else has had the same experience. We, we experimented with lead adders a lot when they first came out, which is ages ago now. Um, uh, and what we found was that the quality of lead was lower. Um, and I believe partly, so like my email address that Facebook has is a very old email address that I don't even use anymore. Um, so, uh, and that's still the case. And I don't think I'm probably alone in that. And a lot of people um, use like, you know, their Yahoo or Gmail, but not their private personal email that they use for a lot. Um, are you able to have that form not pre-populated with, now you might go, yeah, that's going to massively reduce conversion. I'll go, yeah, it might do, but it's might increase the quality. So I don't really care. Um, yeah. Is it possible to have the leader not have it pre-populated? Absolutely. So you, you can choose for that not to be pre-populated but you can also customize what they see above the form. So what I would do if I was running a lead magnet funnel, for instance, we we're looking for somebody to watch a 30 minute video and then book a call on the other side of it. Yeah. I would say something like, where should we send your free training? Yeah. Rather than the assumption that they're just going to get it on the next page. Yeah. So it's where should we send your free training? And then, they would look at their email address and if it was the wrong one, one they couldn't access, they would delete the email and they would repopulate that part. Yeah, perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I never give the thing on the thank you page for that reason, but I think implying that's the case before opt-in is very smart. I like that a lot. Very, very clever. Very good. Um, good. Uh, I, think, I think something that um, really, really has come up for me is like, if you're if you listen to this and you've historically been running a lot of Facebook ads and you've noticed a decline, and by the way, I know people whose businesses have been, I mean, I use the word sparingly, but decimated because they were so all in on Facebook ads being their sole traffic source. And we, we were fortunate, I guess, in that we've got a lot of alternative. I, I tell you what, we're fortunate that we were never that good at Facebook ads. That's honestly the truth. So, uh, because we were never that good at them, like we're good enough to get some result, but not so good that we were like spending, you know, 100 grand a month and generating loads. So I'd have just gone, sod everything else, let's go all in on that. But because we were never that good and we never really got our ads to scale massively, you know, we've got a steady monthly budget and getting decent results. But it was probably only... Um, Across my two businesses, I'd say Facebook ads is probably only responsible for about, it's probably less than 30% of our leads. So it's not that much of a killer because obviously we've got other ways to generate leads. So that, that I think is probably a harsh lesson that some people might have learned if they were all in on one platform. And by the way, forget about Facebook ads for a sec. Anybody listening to this, if you're all in on one platform, let's say you get all of your leads from YouTube, you've got an amazing YouTube channel. I've got um, clients, uh, a couple of guys in my seven-figure mastermind who um, they've got uh, not quite a million, but it's it's seven or 800,000 now, I think, subscribers to their YouTube channel, which is amazing. And they get a lot, a lot of leads from that. Um, and they're, they've, they've built, they're building their Instagram presence as well now. And of course, because they've got a big subscriber base, big following, building a new platform is infinitely easier. But I'm like, look, guys, if God forbid your YouTube channel got ripped down or 
banned or just the algorithm change and all of a sudden you can't get any reach like your business is screwed basically because you're so reliant on that one platform so yeah i think anyone listening to this the more reliant you are on one platform the more risky it is in your business and you've got to diversify um, and a lot of people are learning that lesson the hard way at the moment yeah and the the youtube channel one's as scary as as anything else i mean um you know youtube channels right now are getting banned left right and center for 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 two reasons first of all uh, comments about the pandemic or vaccines and then the second thing anything uh, around the the elections yeah. so the elections in the us that passed and people are just discussing it on their podcast yeah. and getting demonetized and sometimes getting notices of 30 days until your account is closing wow. and it's crazy yeah i mean for, fortunately the likelihood of my clients get into those conversations when they're <laughs> teaching people golf is probably relatively insignificant, but, but still you, it's like, it's still the case that you are essentially, um, you know, your the health of your business is reliant upon a third party that you've got no control over. That's, yeah. that's certainly scary. So yeah, I mean, for me, um, even though I do think when you're starting, anyone who's starting out building a personal brand or building a business brand, on social, I think when you start and it is smart to go master one platform and build an audience there, I think for stability long term, you've got to look to diversify. Um, as 100%. As can, just in case. So um, let's talk, let's talk high ticket sales. So I think, like I said, we both do high ticket sales. I think we're both, I think I would say we're both very good at it, but we have very different ways of achieving it. So um, yeah, I think you know, your, your strategy is mostly using these, um, Facebook pop-up groups, challenges. Um, you've got a great system for that. Obviously, mine is more events-focused. Um, so, uh, yeah, t- talk us through. Um, and I know you're going to dive into this in much more detail at Expert Empires. So, you know, we don't need we don't need to give you whole AE talks. <laughs> no reason for people to be uh, to be at the event. But yeah, what what's what are some of the key principles that work best for you on the uh, on on high ticket selling from Facebook groups? Well, for, first of all, I'll say that the Expert Empire's talk is a one-hour talk that I'll very efficiently be putting into 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and there's no pitch, there's no nothing. It is just literally, here's the curtains pull back on the whole thing. So it would be borderline impossible for me to give the same value uh, here in the podcast anyway. And by the way, I think, I'm sure it will be different because of course, the world is different and the platform is different now but the talk you gave at global um which was april this year um the feedback we got stormy so i think you know people that are listening that have got tickets for expert empires you're in for a, a treat and i will be certainly sat in the room um because as you can probably already gather by the questions i've been asking i'm quite keen to dive into this man's brain and work out how we could use these pop-up kind of groups and challenges um, in our businesses. So um, yeah, I am certainly excited <laughs> to hear what's what's currently working best for you. Um, so yeah, just give us an idea of um, at a high level how you utilize that approach for high ticket sales in particular. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that so many people have used specifically free challenges. We'll be talking about free challenges, paid challenges, how to use each of them, the differences, which one, you, you'll know by the end of the talk which one is right for you because we give qualification tools uh, to determine which is right. But for most people, 
basically, if they don't have 10,000 very authentic followers or 10,000 people on an email list, you're probably going to go down the free challenge route. Now, plenty of people have tried it just off of their own accord. They hear you should run a free challenge. They work really well and they've got no direction on them whatsoever. And, you know, it doesn't go to plan. They might not get the people in it. They might struggle to keep people engaged and they might not get any sales. A lot of people have actually said to me uh, on kickoff calls before, oh, I've actually done a, a free challenge before. And I said, oh, wh wh what did you pitch? Oh, I didn't pitch. And it's like, all right, well, that's probably step number one is add one in, right? Yeah. So a lot of people have tried them and they probably didn't go to plan, but it's because there isn't the plan there, right? So with high ticket sales through free challenges, there's going to be that assumption that comes up all the time. But will anybody buy high ticket when it's completely for free? And the answer is yes. It just depends on if you have the right people coming in, if you can engage them in a way in which it, you know, moves them forward in whatever the thing is helping with. And then is there a logical next step offered to them uh, during the challenge? That's that's as simple as it is. It's literally down to immersive experiences because you know we can run ads all day that just get people into book calls. Most people won't turn up to them. Anybody that does, there'll be no context for you. And even if they could afford it, they'll tell you that they can't, right? So it's, it's borderline <laughs> pointless. By the way, great summary of the strategy that I see most people testing and failing. Yeah, and then say Facebook ads don't work for me. Uh, so we want to give people the stepping stone towards the call if it's high ticket. And if it's mid to low ticket, it can be just the stepping stone to clicking a button and going through and purchasing it as well, which is great. Um, so with, with free challenges, some key bullet points, I think, um, will sort of open your eyes even from um, that top level looking down upon free challenges and how they work for high ticket sales. It's the, if it's done right, there's multiple opportunities to make the sale. It isn't all on your pitch. There isn't the pressure of this pitch needs to go perfectly or this whole thing has been pointless. Yeah. That you, you can make sales literally before the challenge has even begun. We show you the exact strategy. We show you the exact script to make that happen. Then during the whole week, you've got the opportunity to not just be delivering great value, but putting great prompts in place for the highest engaged members to start conversations with you. Yeah. So conversations turn into conversions. We're, we're all well aware of that. Then you have your first pitch, and then you actually have your second pitch opportunity. And when it's done right, in terms of the timing and how you position them, you can have people just absolutely taking your hand off and messaging you in the DMs before you've even got off your live. Yeah. And then the final piece of the puzzle here is that after the challenge is done, the conversions aren't. So 30 days after a challenge is already complete, it's a perfect amount of time to be reaching out to past challengers to see how they're getting on. Conversations turn into uh, conversions. So there's so many opportunities in a free challenge to get the conversation, to get the booked call, to get the sale. Uh, and, you know, you can be selling before it, during it, and long after it as well. Nice. Um, out of interest, what percentage of the, like when you run a challenge, what percentage of the people that are participating in it do you get from ads versus existing followers and audience? About 80% would be from ads, wow. personally. So, new so mostly new people. Yeah, yeah. Mo mostly new people. 
uh, the, the ads are really easy to run because obviously it's, it's high value association, five days of content, and it's a very low ask. Name and email address and you get in. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm assuming that you're, what, are you keeping them on Facebook to, like you're running the ad and then keeping them on Facebook rather than sending them externally to a landing page? Yeah, exactly. So we did, we sent them to a landing page and even now we still do for things like YouTube ads. So yeah. we, run, we run other advertising as well. And when there's not a lead form, example, we send them uh, directly to a landing page, um, which it's a very short landing page. Um, it, it's, it, I, I'm basically giving it away at, um, at Expert Empires. I'll just, I'll just give you it, right? I'll give you our landing page that gets people opting in at about a 50% conversion rate. Um, so yeah, we, we send them there if it's that, but if it's on Facebook, we just use Facebook lead ads because we can get people through quite often below the pound. Nice, love that. Um, but yeah, really interesting. And, and by the way, um, you've only made me want to try this more. Because <laughs> like I'm going, how many of you, you know, what percentage of you people tend to come from ads versus your existing audience? You're like most, 80% from ads, like cold traffic. So, um, and you know, that is that is without doubt, you know, for most people, me included, the hardest nut to crack is that, you know, moving people from, you know, cold advertising through to um, becoming a client. So yeah, it sounds like you've got something that's working really, really well there. I've got loads of other questions that I've written down that I really want to ask you, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to tread on your expert empires talk too much. And I fear that I might do that if I'm not careful. So um, where can, where can people, like, what challenges have you got coming up that people can participate in? So we've got a five day free Facebook ads bootcamp for coaches and consultants. Nice. We typically run them once every two weeks. Uh, however, I hadn't seen my family in like 16 months. So I uh, chose to uh, not do the one that we would naturally have had this week. And instead, we're going to run it uh, just after Expert Empire. So the week after Monday to Friday. If you want to jump in on that, just go to the link in my bio on Instagram. You can jump through uh, and you can opt in there and secure your space. But we do only do 100 people each time in the bootcamp. As soon as we hit the 100, ads are turned off, everything's done. Um, and then you would have to wait for the next one. And I'm sure that's part of the strategy that you're going to teach us at Expert Empire. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask why. Um, by the way, send, send us that link, Neil, and I'll post it in the show notes as well. Super. People can, people can go and check out that challenge and, um, and follow you and learn more from you. So listen, man, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sharing so openly about all the things that you're working on. It's been fascinating and yeah, all it's really done for me is made me go, I want to spend more time with you and I want to pick your brains and learn more about how you're doing what you're doing because I think there's a good opportunity for us to um, to leverage some of your strategies in our businesses. So yeah, I'm, I'm even more fascinated now um, and can't wait to see you at Expert Empires. Is, uh, is Adriana coming with you? Unfortunately not. Uh, with, with all the travel restrictions and everything, she would be able to come over and not uh, and not quarantine, isolate. Um, now coming this way, however, when she went back, she would have to uh, isolate for ten days. So work wise and everything, unfortunately, uh, not not on this trip. Well, next time, mate, it'd be nice to, yeah. to hang out and uh, and and uh, yeah more time with you guys so listen thanks so much for joining us really appreciate it everyone's listening thanks again um please uh leave us reviews and give us lots of love share this podcast 
on social if there's anyone in particular that you think would benefit from hearing about um, using Facebook groups, Facebook ads, hard to get selling, etc. then please let them know about it. Thanks again. Thank you, mate. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.